1: Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team at Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks!
0: Hey all Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos.
1: And welcome to the 144th episode of Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nimhauser, ad hoc blogger on Twitter. And we've got a show tonight where we will talk about the topic that just will not go away, um, uh, despite the fact that we all wish it would. We will, and that is Russell Wilson and and the Seattle Seahawks and, and their future together. We will talk uh, in our continuing offseason series about free agency. And in this particular episode, we are going to go deep on defensive line and linebacker, those two position groups. So we've covered the offense. We are going to now switch over to the defense and go into some depth about who we've got, uh, you know, who we should keep and who we should go get. And we'll, we'll talk about that. So. Uh, let me bring in the fellas uh, first. Going to go with uh, Jeff Simmons at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. Looking very uh, Raider esque tonight, all black. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm uh, doing my support for Russell to the
2: Raiders. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm good. It's nice to be able to talk. There's been so many takes on Twitter in the last two weeks since all of us talked. I feel like this will be therapeutic to actually talk to you guys. I've just I've seen so many things that have just
0: been driving me crazy. It will be And, nice. and Jeff really means that. Jeff was begging us to do a show yeah. uh, a week ago, and I was the party pooper. I don't know. I don't remember, Brian. I think you were maybe yeah, he, just he, he that, that day. You. He was yeah. with
2: you. I was a whore for clicks. And- I
0: was just like, I am not interested in talking about this Russell Wilson stuff right now. It, it was, it's just been an exhausting couple of weeks. I feel it's died down over the past week or so, kind of. Um, but Jeff means it when he says it. Like he, he, he's been seeing a lot of takes. He's been, uh, he's been jumping around about it.
1: <laughs> that my friends is Evan Hill at Evan in SEA on Twitter. Uh, how are you doing, dude?
0: I'm well, I'm excited to be back. This feels like the needed break that we, that I feel like this show needed from the seahawks the past couple of weeks it's been uh like i just said it's 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 been uh <laughs> tumultuous what's the right word tumultuous yeah,
1: that's a good one yeah exactly
0: type a couple of weeks so um i'm excited to come together with you guys tonight
1: you know i feel like it's been more soap opera ish like yeah mm. like because you know soap operas i don't know if you guys ever when you like stayed home from school sick like there's nothing on and you like kind of had to just find something soap operas would to pop on there what's your favorite soap opera i think the only one i really remember watching anything of like santa barbara the one with like the
0: guy had the eye patch
1: yeah
0: I've, I've, i've i've seen it before yeah
1: i've had a few episodes but like it's just ridiculous like there's no actual like logical plot to anything going on and you know if you start at the beginning of this offseason, season, you talked about Russell getting traded. I mean, it was, it was, that was a, that's a crazy, crazy thing. And um, it still is pretty crazy, but it just feels like a lot of talk about something that won't really amount to much. And I don't know, I was on uh, uh, with Joe fan yesterday on his podcast. And I think it's going to air tomorrow, but I, all of this, I think all of this, Get solved if the Seahawks do what we've told them to do and what Russell Wilson told them to do, which is sign a great offensive lineman. Like, go do that. And I think we're back, we're back to where we need to be. Like, I think it's that simple. And all the rest of it, I think is just like, whatever, you know, we can spend time talking about it, but, but, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's going to, anything's going to change.
0: Yeah. Did you, I mean, you guys read the athletic article by Mike Duger and, and, and Mike Sando. By the way, shout out to those guys on that article. That was a, what feels like annual bombshell piece <laughs> on Russell Wilson's relationship with the Seahawks. Uh, but did you catch the three specific demands that Russell had? I feel like we should cover that. Yeah, I, feel, go, go I, I think it. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that was a different,
1: that was Albert Breer.
0: Was that Albert Breer? Yeah.
1: Go was for, it go really? Go for the three demands, and we'll connect it for you with which article it was. So
0: I remember two of them. I don't remember what the third one was. Jeff, you might have to fill in here. It, oh, was,
2: it was he wanted an offense built around him, and he was happy with the Shane Waldron hire. That's what? Okay. Number two was, and it's funny the way he phrased it because literally, it literally sounded like Evan talking. I was laughing reading it the whole time. What? Like, I want legitimate capital spent on an offensive lineman. I'm like Evan says that in our thread like every two days. And the third one was he wanted more control and personnel say.
0: Was that, no, I think the third one was agreement on direction of the franchise. Oh well, yeah, same idea. Is it though?
1: Pretty much. I I've got a I've got a different question for you guys about this and it's a meta question. Oh boy. Are there are and it's honest like, like can you remember any other player i would say quarterback but any other player who has had as many articles come out about his relationship with the team or with his teammates
2: yes one player one brother. player in mind aaron yeah. Rodgers. aaron Rodgers. and it's funny that you bring that up because albert breer on he was on a couple podcasts and he said he thinks that Russell is using Rogers as his like role <laughs> he's like using him like Rogers complained right after the playoff game. If you remember that. And you're talking
0: about Aaron Rodgers, not Mark Rogers, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Okay.
2: And there's been a ton of those hit pieces. Like teammates hate him. He doesn't get along with his coaches. He doesn't get along with his teammates. And this whole thing with Mike McCarthy is very
0: similar to Russell and Pete. But Brian, I get, I get the spirit of your question. Not many. I can only yeah, think of one. one. Only one. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it, it,
1: you know, I think it's also just odd because I don't think anyone on the outside would look at someone like Russell, who's, I mean, the guy goes to children's hospital all the time. Like he, like, dedicated family man, like religious, uh-huh. lives by, you know, values and, and, you know, seems like a, a stand up guy that someone like that, would cause this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, at least, you know, you see like the guy is so arrogant and, you know, (laughs) murky and just like, it comes out in all these different ways. You can kind of imagine that he goes into Green Bay and he's like, I think I'm better than all these people and that he rubs people the wrong way, but it's just a little surprising. And I, I don't know if that says more about Russell or it says more about, the Seahawks and the play, but you know, it's just, it's, it's been over multiple years and like the LOB and the, the people that were known to, to kind of clash with Russell, they're all gone. So now that it's still happening, it does bring up some questions about whether it's Russell, that's (laughs) been the one, you know, being part of the problem uh, in that situation, or maybe it's his, his, uh, his representation, you know, You know, what's so weird
0: about it, Brian is like, I a hundred percent agree with you. There's this like sort of passive aggressive, aroma in the air around former players. You know, we even saw it in sub tweets from like Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine curse all in the past like week and a half. There's definitely some sort of like passive aggressive aroma, but I feel like we haven't gotten a ton of clarity on what the issue is. Like what's, what's the disagreement? What's the, what's the debate? Like, did somebody do something wrong? Did like, what, what are we talking here's,
1: about? Here's going to be the thing is I think the players had issues with him in the past. And we, we've heard the reasons for that over and over and over again about why they had problems. And it wasn't even necessarily with Russell. If you really want to trace back a lot of those players, they were clashing with the coaches, sure, right? Sure. They had problems with Pete because of how they were handling people like Russell and Jermaine Fetty and things like that. And remember a lot of those lob guys were low round picks or undrafted free agents with big chips on their shoulder that had to earn everything. And they did not like, they did not like high round draft picks that just got things handed to them. And and, and Russell, even though he wasn't that high of a round draft pick, you know, and he earned that starting spot. I think they felt like, you know, they didn't like anyone getting a, 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 a pass. But now I think it's Russell, you know, conflicting with the coaching, coaching staff. The thing that'll be interesting is, and we, you know, has come up as well. Is is what's happening going to affect his relationship with the other players on the team? And I don't know that we have any reason to believe it will. Um, but you know, you had people like Mike Robb came out and was like, "I think it's going to be hard for him to go back in that locker room after you know calling out the offensive line." And other people were like, "No, that's crazy." So, it. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a. It's annoying. I think we've all agreed on that. Like when, when when Jeff wanted to come on last week to talk about it, Evan and I were like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> like I don't want to talk about it. You know, until something happens, I don't want to talk about it. But um, Nathan Ernst joins us uh, uh, at Nathan E Eleven. Look at
0: that beard!
1: I know, dude, it's coming in. That is a Santa
0: in. Claus beard. Oh my! God. That's a to be clear, that's a compliment. It's okay, good. good. Yeah, I wasn't
2: sure.
3: Yeah, I've been uh I've been conditioning it and everything. I got like wow. dill-
0: Nathan, yeah. what beer products do you use? Because I know that's why everybody tunes into the show.
3: Uh I just use it's Zeus,
0: I think it's called. Okay. I use the same. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sandalwood.
1: I really like yeah. it. Nice. Yep. Cool. That's-
0: I don't know why I, I asked that I'm, question.
1: I was just gonna <laughs> let that linger for a while. See where you guys are gonna take it. Um, Nathan, we were just I mean, like somewhat obligatorily talking about the, we haven't been on since the two Russell Wilson articles, most recent ones came out. Um, And so I don't know if there's any additional reactions, you know, that you have about it, or if if not, we can move into free agency and and talk about it. Or are
0: you even aware of any Russell Wilson news since you've been offline?
1: I've been online. I've been online. Uh, Yeah.
3: I mean, I think, you know, the obvious takeaway there is just to fire Pete and then problem (laughs) solved. Right. So
0: as as Brian said, it's a very simple discussion.
3: <laughs> yeah, very straightforward.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it. I I, I think the only th- other thing I'll add to this is is so the, the article that came out on the Athletic was clearly, you know, filled with stuff from Russell's camp, right? That was that was a an, another Russell-driven story about you know where he's been wronged or where he has frustrations. The Albert Breer story that came out in MMQB. As far as I was concerned, it was the first salvo we've heard back from the other side. That's how it read to me. It wasn't direct quotes or anything, but Albert Breer is like, the real question is like, how much are Pete and John, are they going to be fed up? Are they going to put up with this? And there's a couple of things in there that just kind of painted Russell a little bit less uh, positively. And so I walked away thinking that Albert Breer got a little bit of a insight from Pete and John and they're kind of like. Yeah, cut it out. Is that, it, that was mostly
0: my read of that Is article. it the particular sentence around him storming out of the room that made you feel that way?
1: Wasn't that in the? the was the, that in the yeah, athletic? The athletic, athletic, athletic oh, these you know, articles you know, are confusing that me. That was like the big scoop that Sando and them got. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think that's the that's the state of the state. Uh, you know. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't think there's any more real likelihood that he's going to get traded than there was a week ago or two weeks ago. I think Russell's going to be a Seahawk and, you know, they're going to have to have a good off season because uh, the Seahawks aren't the only ones looking at defensive linemen in the NFC West. So, um, you know, folks that didn't see J.J. Watt sign with the Arizona Cardinals. So, um, yeah. Pain. All the more reason to get offensive linemen. Uh, I,
2: I don't care. I don't oh that-
0: Oh, stop it. I was Jeff.
1: Go on,
2: Jeff. Hey, you know what I was told? I was told that's like buying a 2017 Mercedes. Okay. It's actual price in 2021.
3: (laughs) But it's still a 2017 Mercedes.
2: No, you're you're paying the price of a car, right? So hold up. The
3: the Cardinals are going to have to deal with like the cap situation and all that, right? The problem with them is you're paying $15 million a year
2: on a team that has a lot of holes right now hold up
0: there's no argument the cardinals overpaid for him sure but right right right. i don't think it makes a discernible difference or no you really don't think he's still a good player
2: i think he's fine i just don't think in the concept in the context of arizona it makes that much of a
1: difference i will tell you guys the players the, the players that i've had conversations with off the record so i'm not gonna say who but more than more than three it's it's not just one person more than three players have have said not so pleasant things about jj watt not as a person but as a player they see Mm -hmm. him as a freelancer who plays outside the framework of the defense to get his own numbers and you know causes instability and so it's interesting. I mean, the, the Texas defense has been really good sometimes and, and not as good other times. And he's had so many injuries. I, I'm with Jeff. I think, could he be a, a, an upgrade for them? Sure. Like, is he the difference maker? I don't think so. I'm not too worried about him in, in that regard. I'm just uh,
0: fearful don't... of him being paired with Chandler Jones. Like those two together just don't sound like a positive thing. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Um, like... It's just, the
2: Cardinals now are just
0: like I'm not going to argue the Cardinals didn't overpay for them.
2: Of course they did. Just like, like they don't have like any cornerbacks under contract. They have a lot of holes on their roster. They have
1: a. Did they which- lose the, the guy, guy that-, that got like the 15 sacks last year for them? And the-
2: so, Asan Reddick is a guy who's a free agent this year. We're going to yeah, talk about a little bit. There's a lot of people saying, why didn't they just pay him? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a I young guy.
2: A 25 or 26 year old guy. They drafted 17 overall. And Arizona's had a history of bringing in older players at the end of their careers. It's a flashy move, and it doesn't really do much. And obviously, different regimes, different things. Obviously, JJ Watt is a good player. I'm not like tearing him down. I just don't think it makes a big difference on their ceiling as a team. I really don't.
1: I think I think like JJ Watt is like an upgrade over Quentin Jefferson. That's about you know where I'd put him.
0: Was that a troll comment
1: a little bit <laughs> i mean you know he's gonna cut <laughs> you know Jefferson's gonna get cut you know any day now so yeah this
0: Seahawks should absolutely bring him back yeah
1: uh speaking of which let's let's get into it let's get into it so uh defensive ends or no sorry defensive line right we're doing the whole defensive line tonight right jeff yeah and and uh linebackers so um we'll cover those we definitely have some patreon questions to go in and if you haven't already Click subscribe on the channel. Click the little bell to get notified when we go live, and uh, subscribe over at Patreon.com/slash/Hawklogger. I've seen a bunch of people signing up. They're smart because we are coming up on what should be our time when we donate this year, and uh, I'm hoping, 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 with things going in the right way with uh, the the old pandemic, that maybe we'll do the charity function this year, and I'll be able to use some of that money to buy some uh, gifts for all of you. Calls from players and coaches and all sorts of.
0: Things. What month is that typically? usually it's april um oh. but it's
1: sometimes it's in may um so you know i've been thinking about sending a note to tracy and seeing what's going on but i, I figure they're in the middle right now trying to figure it out themselves last year it was going to be at top golf the new top golf in kirkland and you guys can only imagine how disappointed i was not only to not have the function but not to be able to go to the top golf opening that was that was tough <laughs> That was, that was you know that's one of the stories of the pandemic that hasn't come out but it you know i had to i had to let it out now um so <laughs> i love how i disappoint you guys so regularly it's one of my favorite things to do um nathan where do you want to start linebackers or defensive line you call
3: uh oh boy uh let's do linebackers first
1: linebackers first Jeff, can you tell us who we've got on the roster under contract at the linebacker position?
2: All right, we have Bobby Wagner, a middle linebacker. We have Jordan Brooks. We have Cody Barden, and we have Ben burke Irvin.
1: Okay, so we do not have a starting Sam.
2: No, yes? KJ Wright is a free agent. And Bruce Irvin's technically a linebacker. He is a yep. free agent. And then Shaquem Griffin's status has been unclear for this year.
1: Okay. And for those that don't know, Bruce Irvin, he had a, a second surgery. So it seems like it's it's questionable whether he'll even be able to play. He has said publicly that if he's not going to play for Seattle, he's not going to play. So um, you know that he's going to, if he's able, he's going to want to come back. Um, let's first start by um, talking about, the guys that are free agents. Um, Nathan, of those guys that that Jeff mentioned, are there any, on a scale of one to five, five being you have to sign them, are there any of those guys that are over a four for you? That would be KJ Wright, Shaquem Griffin, Bruce Irvin, and uh, who's the other one missing?
3: I think that's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Jordan Brooks looked good enough that... I don't think KJ is a, a have to have back kind of guy. Um, he's probably still like a three uh, just because he's, uh, you know, continue to play really well, but I, I, he's not a have to have.
1: That's, that's where I am as well. I mean, in isolation, I think KJ Wright's a guy that you want back. I mean, there's no one. I don't well, let's just say this. Is there anyone, is everyone in agreement that KJ Wright like has another year or two, it looks like of being a, a starting quality linebacker based on how he played this year. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that I don't want anyone walking away thinking that we're not, we didn't see what KJ Wright did last year, but given like what cap we'll have to create and what he'll potentially command and what his age is. I don't know that that's where I want them spending the money.
0: He might be a Jeff is about to hate what I'm about to say, but KJ is a player that you might be surprised by how much money he gets in free agency.
2: No, I would agree with that. I think it's a limited position. I think that would be schemes that I know Oakland has Gus Bradley there. The Jets have Robert Sala. They both have some money. That's a perfect guy to put in those teams that need a guy like him. Yeah. From the Seahawks perspective, where they're so limited cap wise, Bobby's making, I think, seventeen cap point five money yeah. next year. I think it's so oh,
0: you're talking his cap number. Yeah.
2: Yeah, something like that. And you have Jordan Brooks, like Nathan just said, to invest in another linebacker in a cap that's shrunk and the Seahawks are super limited. There was a chart that went around that showed how little cap room and draft capital they had today. To add more money to the linebacker position, I almost have it as like a one, like you can't sign KJ as much as I like him. The Seahawks have just kind of made their bed with all these other moves where they're they're so tight against the cap and they have so many other things they need to do. To put more money into a 30-year-old linebacker to me would be such a mistake.
0: Yeah, Bobby's hit is seventeen point one this year, twenty point three next year. So,
1: and then I mean, Bruce Irvin or um, Shaquem. Uh,
0: I mean, would you bring back Bruce at like a reasonable price, though?
1: If he was healthy, and you could bring him back at like and like a
0: close to a vet minimum, like, would you do that?
1: I think he's gonna have a hard time. Like maybe a couple million, he's gonna cost at least.
0: Sure. So like two to three million, would you do yeah. that?
3: I mean he signed two million coming off a decent year, right? Is that what he off- yeah. One year, two million. Okay. So then yeah, oh, I don't
2: think a- I don't think it was that five. low. I think it was I think Evan was very upset about his contract. I thought he was five.
0: I think it was five point five actually yeah, on the dog. 5.
2: I remember Evan being really mad.
0: Okay, it was four point six five with five hundred K in um, know a million in escalators so 5.5 was was his top hit but he didn't hit that he only hit
3: 4.6 yeah I actually for whatever reason just looked at his bonus and not like <laughs> everything else <laughs> so yeah you're right okay he was five so i mean yeah i think then still coming off the injury and everything a year older i don't think it's crazy to think he could be two or three million
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah i mean i i think less. it just seems pretty unlikely and probably not a place i'd spend a bunch of time thinking about um so basically we're all saying none of the guys that were free agents or were on our team last year that are free agents now are guys that you have to sign. And if that's the case with a guy like KJ, right. That means you probably won't sign him or at least odds are you won't. If that's the case, are you guys looking for free agents or are you looking to the draft? Um, you know, Jeff, maybe we'll start with you on this one.
2: Um, I think it's a spot where if you can find a minimum guy as a hedge and free agent, sort of like a league vet minimum, $1 million guy, that's fine. I think ideally you can give that spot to Cody Barden. You can give that spot to a draft pick. Um, You're going mostly nickel defense at this point. You're going to go Brooks and Wagner most of the time. It's a spot I want to fill for as little money as possible. Ideally, it's a spot you want, more athleticism you want, someone who can set the edge. So ideally, but they have such little draft picks. Where are you going to spend on a Sam linebacker? So vet minimum
0: guy, Cody Barden, I don't see many other exciting opportunities. Linebacker is just not a spot that they should be spending any more than 2 to $3 million on a single player in free agency. Bottom line. I've got a name for you. Is it going to blow those number expectations out of the water
1: no it's not he's gonna come super cheap okay who is
0: it what
1: do you guys think about Ruben foster from washington yeah never played for washington injuries um played for the 49ers for a while and was very good and then injuries and he had uh (laughs) remind
0: me what remind me what the incident was was it domestic violence
1: I have to look it up. He had multiple. <laughs> yeah, there was a drinking and. I'll 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 pull that up. I mean, he was a first round pick, like that looked like a great linebacker at one point. He'll be he'll he'll be he'll be a one year minimum contract guy. Do you?
0: So let me answer this from purely a football perspective. Yes.
3: He has been. Um... But like I, arrested three different times for domestic violence. Um,
0: three times.
3: Yeah, the first all domestic time, violence. Yeah, so th- his girlfriend the first two times recanted, um, but then he went on to be arrested on probable cause misdemeanor domestic violence
0: charges. When was his most recent arrest?
3: Um, 2018. And then there's various <laughs> other things like being arrested for possession of marijuana. Uh, assault weapon possession charges. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Sounds it, like a fun no. guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was like a
2: top five talent that fell down the draft because he was loaded with red flags, and those red flags that turned out to should... be very true. And yeah, let me let, me,
0: let me, so you know what. Let me rephrase the question Brian had. What do you think the Seahawks will take a look? No, no. I don't know if I agree no. with that.
2: I don't no. think he's an
1: outside. Sam linebacker but Maybe. he could be a he could be a fan. Sam linebacker is not an outside backer that's a that's a I mean depending on what kind of defense they're going to play like the Sam for the Seahawks is playing over the tight end um and you know I, I don't know it he was a very he was a very good player when he was healthy um but so did he just tear his
0: ACL this past year like or, or what
1: damage like it was it was a pretty – injury-wise, it was pretty bad, too. So, I mean, he's definitely, like, Jeez. total – It's like buying bad. a penny stock. Um, yeah, he's missed two years now, actually. I didn't
3: realize yeah. that. He injured himself. At, he got hurt in 2019, was popped for 2020, and then ir again on
1: 2020. We, we I mean, we, we should clear things up for folks that are listening because this, this happens – it's very confusing. Um, when you look at free agent linebackers, you see all these names pop up that are like, whoa, those are interesting guys. But a lot of them are defensive ends in the Seahawks uh, defense. So like Leonard Floyd, I hear people asking about it. He's not a linebacker for the Seahawks. He would mm-hmm. be a defensive end. You know, Matt Judon, uh, Bud Dupree, Melvin Ingram. All edge guys. Theo Barrett, um, so even Kyle Van really Noy. Awesome. Um, you know, I'm going on down the list here. Uh, Marcus- Leonard
3: Floyd could be a Sam for the Seahawks um but what a what a waste i mean just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, the, the seahawks are absolutely going to sign a sam um because barton barton can't play sam he's there's he's he can barely play mike <laughs> or will uh, putting him up on the line and asking him to do that like just not an option so they're 100 gonna sign Somebody and it's gonna follow in the line of the Mike Morgans and the Michael Kendricks and the Bruce Irvins and it could even be Bruce Irvin again, right? Um, it'll be somebody down in that three to five million dollar range. Um, they're just they ha- they've always had a Sam and I think they will always have a Sam um, and hopefully it's someone that doesn't see the field a whole lot because they're playing more nickel.
1: What do you guys think about Pernell per- per- McPhee? Oh no, a whole lot. Thirty-three, so he's on the older side, but he's in that range where he's going to be super cheap, but he's been a plus pass rusher before um, and definitely fits the, I I think the mold of what a a Sam could be.
3: I don't know that he moves well enough. Yeah. He's a bigger player, but he's a guy in terms
2: of price range, he's going to be one, $2 million in this. Exactly. That fits where their sweet spot will be for the spot for sure.
1: I'm looking, he's 6'3, 265. He's like, yeah, I mean, he's more of an edge player. He's a bigger, bigger rusher, more of a power rusher. But I mean, he. Yeah. He's he's a good pass rusher. Like, even last year, still, he was a good pass rusher. He played rusher. well
2: last year in Baltimore.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's an interesting name to me. I mean, Alden Smith is another one on here that people are going to think of as line. He's not a linebacker for us. He's a defensive end. So, like, um, and I have to think that. That uh, the Cowboys are going to do whatever they can to bring him back. Um, Did you see the Jane
2: Slater note on Alden Smith with the Seahawks a couple weeks ago? I not see that.
1: No. No. That
2: the Seahawks tried to trade for him last year, and Jerry really? Jones was still spiteful about how the Earl Thomas stuff went, that he refused to give him to the Seahawks. And then apparently they were mad again because the Cowboys were trying to get Jamal Adams, and the Seahawks swooped in and screwed up their offer. So apparently. <laughs> They
0: blocked the Alden Smith trade out of spite. You know what my response to that is? Fuck Jerry Jones. Piece of shit. <laughs> I hate him. Seriously. Yeah. He's a piece of shit.
1: He is. He is. He's, he's the worst. Um, is there any... I mean, what about Kyle Fackrell? Is he going to be too expensive? No, he will not. Because he's a good linebacker. Like... You guys know he played with the Giants last year. Um, uh, I'll pull up his PFF grades, but um, my recollection is that guy's like a tackle machine, um, really sound. Um, uh, like, these are not guys that are going to, like, change your the trajectory of your defense much, but, um, you know, he's a solid player. Let me pull he had, it. like, a four-sack game against the Seahawks once. Oh, so I didn't grade him very well last year. He had a 58 grade. So, you know, maybe I'm smoking something, but I I could have sworn he was a good player um and when I've seen him. Um maybe I'll look at the numbers and he just had a bunch of tackles and and showed up that way. But uh, PFF certainly didn't like him.
3: Uh I only know about him from Justice Mosquita, who is a uh popular Twitter account for football. He follows the Packers and he despised (laughs) Fackerel.
1: Okay. Is there anybody on the free agent list that stood out to any of you at the linebacker spot?
3: For me no, just because like there's there's just not much need here from the CX perspective. So like even the better names on here or kind of the interesting names on here, like I don't get too excited about it just because I think you're pretty set with Wagner and brooks i think if you're gonna do if you're gonna go do anything splash here you should be trying to get your to come back right and then so it's really just about uh, who is the random sam that they're gonna sign for something as close to the vet men as possible and you know it's hard to get excited about really any of those names so
1: yeah i'm going on down the list i mean that's there's malcolm smith <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. This is why I picked linebackers first, though, because I figured it would be a quick a quick conversation and then they we can just, get to the meaty stuff. Yeah, like all things being equal, sure, KJ
2: would be a great guy to be bringing back, but they have, what, $4 million of cap room right now before they open up stuff and they got to sign an offensive lineman to please Russell.
1: They need a tight end. They need a cornerback. They, they need, need to sign an offensive lineman to please Russell. Like, they need to sign an offensive lineman because they need an offensive lineman. Mm, a little of both. Yeah.
0: The, the KJ thing sucks though. It sucks. He's gonna get like, squeezed out.
1: I don't know that he is. I mean, I, I think there's at least a 50-50 chance he's back with the Z-Hop.
0: Oh, that it seems is. really
1: high. I, I I think that I think it is I think he's in the Chris Carson camp where he's gonna go out there and not get nearly the market he thought and potentially come back. Now, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just don't know that there's gonna be that much money out there. Uh, for him, especially an older linebacker. So we'll see. He, 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 you know, and if he does go, I guess linebacker for me is a position you can always get a young player to come up. I, what I'm not comfortable with is going in there thinking that Cody Barton is your your starter. Like, I'm not ready to depend on Cody Barton, although he, he really did play well with special teams.
0: You are um, really not a Cody Barton fan.
2: I'm not. <laughs> Another uh, great use of a Seahawks third rounder.
0: Oh, man.
1: I, I would love to be proven wrong, and he, like I said, he did show up on special teams in a way that made him look like an NFL player. So I think that's promising, and people think they might think that's just like a patronizing comment, but he didn't have to make plays anywhere, but he did. He he made plays, so that bodes at least better than not making plays. But when he's been in there at linebacker, I think he's been a total. I mean, Jordan Brooks wasn't great last year, and he was a significant upgrade over Cody Barton, like pretty yeah. meaningful. So. Anyway, so I, let's 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 wrap here. I, I think what I'm hearing is general agreement that they will probably sign a veteran Sam, um, spend less than three million dollars on that in free agency, and uh, you know then roll with Burke Irvin and and Barton as backups. Is that you know is that what we're all thinking? Yep. Okay. All right, so let's talk about defensive line because I mean that was all we talked about last season. Um, Jeff set us up on baseline with uh, who who we've got that's under contract. This yeah,
2: year. well, I'll do that, and then there's one polarizing question going around that we got to talk about because I'm surely opinionated about it. So we'll start at the the five technique spot. They got L.J. Collier and Rasheem Green coming back. So they're pretty comfortable there. The Leo, they still have Carlos Dunlap under contract for one more year at $14 million. They have Daryl Taylor coming back. Who knows if he'll play this year? Alton Robinson is still under contract. Then a defensive tackle, they have Puna Ford, Jaron Reed, Brian Monet, and Cedric Lattimore, who played in that last playoff game.
1: They also have – so Puna is restricted, right?
0: Yeah, he's restricted. Yeah, he'll cost like two points something next year. What do you think
1: they're going to tender him at?
0: Second round probably. Yeah, second round sounds right. Yeah. That's like 2.7, I think, this year. Yeah, I think that. Because it increases 15% per year or something like that.
1: To say the names again just in just in order you don't have to say the positions just okay so you have dunlap alton robinson
2: daryl taylor those are your main pass rushers then the other spot you got collier and rashun green and then puna jaron brian monet
1: and cedric Lattimore. you don't really have puna i mean you probably but you know yeah. it'll okay. take some money to sign him but like okay if we're gonna I think we all assume they're going to keep Puna. Of course. Okay. Anyone?
0: No, that? we can just exclude him.
1: So then if that's the case, um, okay, you said you had a controversial question, Jeff. Go, go for that. Well, the big question surrounding the Seahawks,
2: and I know I saw Evan talk about this the other day. And I've oh, gotten- I
0: hope I know what you're about to say. I got
2: into it with Brady Henderson about this. And there's a lot of talk about Carlos Dunlap right now, his contract. He's due 14000000 million. He's got zero guaranteed money after they read his contract left. It is almost a school of thought now, and it's pretty consistent that everyone thinks they're going to cut him. It's one of their biggest levers to create cap room. You can't go five minutes on Twitter without seeing that Dunlap's going to get cut. I saw Evan tweet about this, and I could not have agreed more with it. I think it's an insane idea. Say Why? Well, one, we saw what the pass rush looked pre and post Dunlap. You saw a, what he did for other players. He unlocked Jaron Reed. He unlocked Benson Mayoa to an extent. He, Benson Mayoa is also a free agent, by the way. Um, we know that he fit the Leo perfectly his length in a division that runs the ball a lot. He was really good as a run player. He, he had some great moments against the Cardinals and The team has so many holes. I mentioned all the holes in the other segment, cornerback, tight end, offensive line. I know the Dunlap move would create a ton of cap savings, but you're just creating another massive hole in a year where you're stretched really thin. To me, that is, and I know everyone, I know Brady was saying this, that the Seahawks are, some people believe they can just get him back for cheaper, right? He's making 14 million, maybe in the market he'll come back for cheaper. I think that would be an insanely stupid risk. I think Dunlap fits where the team is in terms of like a championship win-now window. I think having him on a short-term deal sets up to the next group where you have Taylor, you have Robinson. I don't see any benefit really unless you're sure you can get him back for cheaper or sure you can replace him. Because you're not just clearing $14 million because you're going to have to pay to replace him.
3: Yeah, and if you want to... Um, the idea that you would try to bring him back, why wouldn't you just extend him then? That, that, that's that's the back.
2: whole thing. And that's what
3: me and Brady got into it
2: about.
0: You do not need to take the risk of cutting him. Sign him to a two year extension. Drop his year one cap hit from 14 to like three or four this year. Save 10 million cap space. Carlos Dunlap is a player you want a part of this team. I think comfortably saying the next two to three years. Like he, he inspired a complete defensive turnaround this year. Like we should not forget what this defense looked like pre Carlos Dunlap, it was bad. The defensive line was very bad. They should not take the risk of cutting him. Make it work on an extension. The pass rusher market is insane. They could get sniped by some desperate shit franchise that comes in and says, hey, we're going to pay you more money than the Seahawks will. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but why take the risk? The risk is unnecessary.
1: There's no way they're cutting him to re-sign him. Either they're extending him that's or they're,
0: what moving, people keep or saying they're saying moving. But, but Brian, there's there, no there's absolutely media talk about it and i'm not saying it's going to happen but people are saying it 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 could happen and i think that's insane
1: it's it's absolutely insane to me it's not insane that they would do it that they would cut him i i i i I do not agree with that move but i can you know i can imagine a scenario where they do that i mean i put out a poll the other yesterday if you could only have one you know Corey lindsley or to carlos dunlap which would you pick yeah um and no surprise, you know, at least uh, if, if the Seahawks GM was Seahawks Twitter, it would be Corey Lindsley, you know, and everyone knows how much pass rush matters. Um, so. I don't know. I just don't. I, you're not going to get a pass rusher of his quality for that price, even for 14 million. You're just not. And and to be able to extend him and potentially lower his cap hit and have him and Daryl Taylor and Alton Robinson. um like, you'd have a position of strength. You'd kind of be set. So I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. And here's
2: – I got into it with Brady. Not into it. We, we went back and forth. Because he said what, – what Evan and Nathan said, why don't you – I said to him, why don't you just extend them? And he was saying, well, if you're Dunlap's camp, wouldn't you want to hit free agency this year? No. Yeah, that's what I said. No. Like, A, the market is the worst time to hit free agency. And we're going to get into it in a little pass rusher we talked about wide receiver a couple of weeks ago pass rusher is by far the most loaded position in free agency mm-hmm. you're potentially costing yourself a ton of money He might get like a one year seven million dollar deal out there and sure maybe if the seahawks can do that they'd be happy but if you're his agent you don't want to hit free agency when we go through the names you're going to see the amount of guys that come out it doesn't make any sense to me the extension seems so obvious
1: if you want to create space like Cut Jaron Reed and sign and Dama and Sue.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Jaron Reed. I think he could be a potential surprise cut next week.
1: Well, the thing that would be surprised yeah. if you cut him is like he had enough sacks and he's young enough that you have to think they'd try to trade him, right? Fair. They wouldn't get much for him, but they. Sh- I think that's could the they, move. Could they get a fifth round pick for him?
0: They and better. They got, you know, they they got Mike. They got a fifth round pick for Michael Bennett.
3: Bengals could not get a fifth round pick for Carlos Dunlap though.
2: Thing with the tough thing with Reed is in a trade, the cap is being squeezed a lot. So Reed yeah. is making, I think, 13 and a half million his
0: cap numbers this year. 8.3 of that is base, so 8.3 is what the receiving team would take on.
2: Yeah, so I think you can get a guy like Reed for I think a lot cheaper than that. To someone to give up draft capital to take on 8.3 of Reed. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stupid people out there though, Jeff. Like a lot there are. And he's got he's got the sack numbers. He really does in his in his two full seasons, last two full seasons he's played. He's he's been a six and a half, seven or more sack interior lineman who's also a good run defender. And he's like what twenty six? Like he's he's young. So say there'd be no market for him. You know, an eight and a half million is not a lot. Um, for, for normally no.
2: This year it might be.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I I think in any event, the point I think the point we're making is. You can create cap space other ways, and that um, would be a weird one. It would be a weird one. So, Nathan, you were going to say something. I think I cut you off. What were you, what were you going to say?
3: Oh, I don't remember anymore.
1: <laughs> that's,
3: that's oh, I, think, I, I think all I was going to say is so, if you trade him, you save $8 million, right?
0: Is if you trade uh, Jaren Reed? Right. No, if you trade Jaren Reed, yes. I can't do math uh-huh. because the other
3: team would it would take I, the eight. So you I can't do math. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so you have so like you know <laughs> you're saying well then just sign and Dominic and Sue. Well Sue signed for eight million bucks last year, and so like if you do so you have to replace find my a way cost. to re- re- yeah replace him for less than eight million bucks. And I don't know if you're really going to do that.
1: Fair enough. I don't know that Sue's going to get eight million again at, at 34, but but who knows? Maybe he wouldn't play for less. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are some other names out there. I don't know what Corey Peters like health is going to be, uh, coming off his injury, but he's another old interior lineman. Who's super good for, you know, like not super good, but he's at least a totally competent player inside.
0: So I have a dream free agent. Oh God. That the Seahawks should bring in on the defensive line. Yes. I, and I feel absolutely passionate about this. Okay. okay. The Seahawks should ask Nathan, why are you laughing already?
3: I just have a feeling that this is I know where this is going, and it's the most baffling thing if it is. So, but go ahead, finish your thought. The finish Seahawks
0: thought. absolutely need to buy low on Jadavian Clowney and bring him back. Oh, sure. He had zero sacks last year, played eight games, was a complete tragedy with the Titans. His price is bottom of the barrel right now. His price is so low right now. His value is so low right now. He, you, I think you could get him at a price that makes it worth it to bring him in. I mean, would you do a two year, uh, 10 million, 11 million, $12 million deal with him? Six, five, Six, five, six million 6000000 dollars a year. No I, I know I'm throwing numbers out there. Sign
1: that. You are forgetting this guy held He just out. signed a he one year season.
0: 14.5, Brian, and completely shat the bed. His yeah. his value is zero. His value like, is
3: zero. I you don't. might have the APY right, but like he's not signing a two-year deal with that
0: okay, so maybe a one-year deal.
3: I think right. he's he's a perfect
1: okay. Hand.
0: So would you take him on a one-year deal at five to six million? Yes. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think
1: there's it's no way he's perfect. under eight million. No way.
0: I don't know, dude. I don't he, zero sacks in eight games.
2: So you want me to go through this list of defensive ends? Yeah. Yep. Because defensive end I mentioned is by far. to start with Brandon
1: Jackson and Cassius Marsh.
2: Oh God. If they sign Brandon Jackson, I'm never coming on this podcast again. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned edge is by far the strength of the free agent class, which is why again, I reiterate Dunlap hitting free agency makes no sense. So you have Shaq Barrett, Matt Judon, Yannick and Way, who we were talking about, like giving up like a first and a second last year for he's available. Bud Dupree, who's going to be like a $15 million player. Carl Lawson, who's coming from the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, I think at 13 sacks this year. Leonard Floyd, we saw what he did to the Seahawks. And then there's a group of like older players who are still pretty good. Justin Houston, Alden Smith, Melvin Ingram, Jadavian Clowney, Everson Griffin. Ryan Kerrigan. And then there's some younger players as well. There's Romeo Aquara, who's the brother of the guy Derek was dying to draft last year. He had a good year. Danico Autry has been good for the Colts. Uh, Kerry Hyder had a really good year with the Niners last year.
1: Hmm. Hyder's—he's Her- gonna get paid. That guy was good. So, like, there's like twenty defensive ends out there. I, I mean, you keep going. I mean, there's Taco Charlton. I mean, it, like you're, you're talking about some of the top levels. There's uh, Taco Charlton. There's Vic Beasley. Uh, there's um, uh, Benson Has Hassan Redick. We just talked about. Um, yeah, Benson Mayoa. Um,
0: Did I say Melvin Ingram or no? Yeah. So,
1: okay.
2: This is a buyer's market. Other than those top guys, the top four or five will get paid huge. And then after that.
1: Tack McKinley, Derek Wolf, Sheldon Rankins is still an interesting name for yeah, me. Yeah, he's more of
2: de tackle. Uh, I mean, unless D tackles.
3: Arcavius Mingo, Deion Jordan.
1: Everson Griffin's an interesting name. Like again, if you're going like if you're talking about the Bruce Irvin level, cheap, cheapo, like defensive end veteran. I mean, he could be a five million dollar player for sure. Um or less. Trent Murphy's an interesting name still. Ryan Kerrigan, I think you said. Um Carl
2: Lawson. Yeah, Carl Lawson's gonna do really well. You think? yeah, Yeah, he's He's one of the... Because he's like 25, 20 What do they
1: need? What do they need?
2: Not much, honestly. They have... If Daryl Taylor can actually play, they sort of need
3: a speed rusher. I mean, they have Alton who can kind of do that, right? Um, yeah. You know, hopefully they keep Dunlap. I think cutting him would be a mistake. Um, and then you see what you, you know, get out of Taylor. Maybe you can bring Mayoa back for cheap. I mean, it, it's kind of i I think you you hang back and and see if anyone drops that you can pounce on like maybe it's a clowny or one of these other older guys or you know just somebody falls for the crack and it's a a tight year with the cap and so you can get you know somebody but there's not a to me unless you cut dunlap there's there's not a super
1: strong need here no well let me so I, i came out really against the dunlap cut thing that made no sense to me um Would you take for the same money or less Ryan Kerrigan over Carlos Dunlap for less? I would sure, right? Like, if you could get Kerrigan for eight or nine million, would you take Kerrigan? No, I wouldn't. He's 33. I would
2: not.
0: I don't think it would. I think you're
2: creating a bigger problem than solution there. I like Ryan Kerrigan a lot. As part of it. like I, I think, either, a, I just really don't like... think he's a number one pass rusher. He was the number five pass rusher in Washington.
1: Well, that was like one of the best edge.
2: I know, but I think that Dunlap, in a division like this, where you got to play against the Niners, who are probably the best run team in the league. You got to play against the Rams, who run the ball a lot. The Cardinals, you need a sort of that big alpha defensive lineman. And I think Kerrigan's more, of, at this point, of a third down rusher.
1: How much do you think Kerry is going to get a year? Eight? Eight? Yeah, he's kind of an outlier. Contract. I would take Carrie Hyder over Dunlap. Like for the same price? Not for the same price, but they're pretty close. He's, I think, younger than Dunlap. And if he's going to be less, I would take Hyder. Hyder is like super active, man. I mean, he's like he is really good.
0: Dunlap is not the person to play these salary cap games with. Yeah, I just do not feel good about that.
2: The thing is, you know he fits. Right. That that's just they have so many needs right now, and if you turn their defensive line into a weakness on top of all the other things they got, they're going to lose KJ probably. They're going to lose
1: Shaq Griffin probably. How much is Melvin Ingram going to get paid? See, that's a thirty-two years old. The low teens is, uh, of injury issues oh
2: no he's his body's breaking down he's not going to get in the, the teens
3: and in the problem here too is that dunlap's a different player than than hyder and carol and yeah. ingram right like he's a bigger dude he he kind of you know anchors your line in a different way like so you know even like you know the guy that's probably at the top here like matt judon is a, a different type of player from dunlap which isn't to say that you wouldn't be upgrading with judon right but i think that you would still need to because now you're you're pretty light then at that point right with judon and robinson and taylor like there's not a ton of beef there uh and i don't know how how really important that is in the end but i think that's probably something that pete cares about um
0: so
1: i don't know how much is leonard floyd gonna get
0: i was muted oh big money big money He had had 11 sacks last year. He's a top 10 pick that he like high teens. I can see him going back to Brandon
1: Staley. Staley. He's another one. He's 240 pounds. Yeah. I don't think he's a great fit for our system either. (sighs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, the default is you stay with what you got. And I think it's good. But if they don't extend, like, I'll put it this way if they don't extend Dunlap to create space to sign, Players that they do need, mm-hmm. then I would rather them. Like if the question is Dunlap one versus one versus some of these guys that we're talking about, you know, for then it's a harder decision. If it's Dunlap versus Kerrigan, and you know who else can you get for four or five million if that's the, the gap in in salary or six million? That could the be... problem is
3: like there's some physics here that that are that is challenging, right? Because you if if you're gonna sign lindsley like he's probably gonna sign in the first day or two of free agency, right and so you have to cut dunlap then sign lindsley and then hope that the guy you like is there in a week and suddenly you know you know out, out in the rain right so like you could cut Dun like the 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 hypothetical of Dunlap or Lindsley and whatever guy you think is going to fall through the cracks is, you know, easier to answer than actually doing it in practice and seeing you don't know, right. You don't know who's going to end up there.
1: You don't, but I mean, and you don't have to cut the guy until you have the guy to sign. So that's not how the, the order of operations works. Generally you cut to create cap space when you've got a guy that you're ready to sign. So I don't think they have to take that major risk, but I think it's a one for one Lindsley for Dunlap salary wise. I don't think Lindsley's going to get over $14 million a year um, at center. If he uh, didn't,
2: Evan, you'd know this. If Lindsley gets a huge deal, like is his first year cap it going to be massive? No, it's going to be super low. And that's why
1: I don't care. Why can't you fit in both? You can. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. I, I was just being hypothetical. So, I mean, to me, it's more like I've been throwing a h- hypotheticals Kerrigan and Gerald Everett versus Dunlap like, you know, does that start to get more of a a question that you ask yourself and you guys are all shaking it off. It's interesting. You guys are really attached. Like I love Dunlap. So, I mean, I I love pass rush. I think we're in good shape there. I've seen in the chat. Some people are like, don't, don't, you know, take something that's now fixed and and break it again. And I think that's totally wise words. I get it, Mm -hmm. but you do have to create space somehow. And if they're not going (laughs) to extend him, Why not? Maybe he doesn't want him. I mean, maybe maybe he doesn't want for whatever reason. Maybe he doesn't want. Maybe he
0: wants to hit free agency next year. Right. You know that would make
3: sense. So, do you think that this team is better with Gerald Everett and Ryan Kerrigan than Dunlap? I don't think you're better. You're talking about a backup tight end, (laughs) a backup tight end and a rotational pass rusher. Like I like Kerrigan. I think that you know, if you can cut Dunlap and get Kerrigan at a significantly lower price and allow you to do something bigger, then cool. But like if the big if the, the thing it allows you to do is sign Gerald Everett to back up, to ideally back up Will Disley, like no, absolutely not. That that doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Yeah, i mean, just picking out some guys. I don't think sure. I don't know if Gerald Everett would be the backup in the for the Seahawks, to be honest. But but uh,
0: reminder, guys, we do have a ton of Patreon questions too. All and, right. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, go
2: ahead, Jeff. i was gonna say that it just keeps coming down to the question: if you need Capron, why not just move on from Reed, who's slightly above average?
1: Well, it's a different it's a different position, and they don't have like if anything, their defensive tackle position is way thinner than their defensive end position. <laughs>
0: It's just this whole conversation is frustrating because the answer is so simple. Like they just need to get deals done, extensions right. done with some of their core players. We don't know the answer as to why these deals aren't done yet. Maybe these players are holding out for a better cap, you know, salary cap floor next year. Um, it could be cash flow, financial, you know, reasons on, on the organizational side. But the, the easy way to open up cap space here is to extend some of their core players. That, that we should be super clear about that.
1: Uh, agreed. And and we'll get to Patreon questions here in a second. I would just say I think we're all on board with extending Dunlap. Like, yeah. If that can happen. That just makes sense. Um, I don't think we've answered how they address defensive tackle. They can't just come back next year with Puna Ford, Jaron Reed, and Cedric Lattimore. Like
0: that's okay. would you bring Al Woods back? No. Really? like 35 years old yeah but those guys can play that position man till old like yeah, you need someone who can get into the backfield as brian says be fat and plug a hole
2: brian monet is our <laughs> woods though and he costs league minimum but that's
0: what i'm saying Al Woods isn't gonna cost much
2: yeah but like, why do you need out woods you already have brian monet you need
3: someone who can sort
2: you of can
0: never have enough fat defensive tackles
3: mm, you might <laughs> But like you know, they can add a Al Woods or whatever, right? I mean, that's fine. But I, I mean, if you roll it back and your core, you know, interior group is Reed, Monet, and uh, Puna, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I don't see this as a spot that they need to upgrade at or anything.
1: I am curious what a guy like Jarrell Casey, Kwan Short, yeah, what those guys will make because they're cool. Because, well, he's not the same in this case. He's more of an Sheldon end. But, but, yeah, Sheldon Rankin's, like, if it's trading, like, cutting Reed or trading Reed and getting a draft pick, and then it's signing one of those guys at a similar price, I would do that.
3: Yeah, I think Reed is a obvious place to open up salary, like, way better place than Dunlap, right? But just in terms of, you know, talent there, Right. If if that's the group again in twenty twenty one, I don't have any concerns about it, right? Other yeah. than whatever missed opportunity, right? The opportunity
1: cost of keeping Reed. So, uh, what I'm hearing, and you guys tell me if you see differently, is extend Dunlap. That's basically the move on defensive end. Um, not, I don't. I mean, we're not talking about really signing anyone else. Maybe some vet guy at some cheap price. Um, defensive tackle sounds like most of you are comfortable standing pat with what we've got, but if it's possible to move Reed for, for something that makes sense, um, in favor of that, we're like pretty much in agreement on, on this position, which we, we were all last year too. And I don't know, I'm kind of, opt- I'm kind of bullish on that group. I'd like to see the defense tackle group take a step forward in talent, but, um, well, but there's like
0: some to- real optimism about improvement from some of those young guys, right? Like, yeah. They didn't have Daryl Taylor last year. Like even LJ Collier had a
1: decent year. <laughs> wasn't great. I'm not saying he's going to be some superstar, but like, is it out of the realm of possibilities that he's going to be better next year? I don't think so. Like, could he could he be better next year than he was last year? And he had, you know, twenty twenty five pressures, whatever it was. Um, I thought he started to show some progress. So, um, okay, let's take some Patreon questions. Uh, Evan, do you have those in front of you?
0: Yeah, we got a ton. So, um, I'm debating or not whether or not I want to ask the first question that came up. Um, Nathan, should the Seahawks trade Bobby Wagner, and what do you think is a realistic return on that?
3: I've been saying this
1: for years that they should trade Bobby <laughs> <Gosh>. Wagner. <laughs> Literally, like, don't you think it's flipped to where they, they the what they get back would not oh, be? Probably the missed way. the vote on. I think Nathan. Would- i probably yeah but he is still
3: expensive enough that if you can trade him i mean I, I don't think that's where you necessarily look to like open up space or anything but um you know i think you're gonna definitely get more back for bobby than you would for jaron reed or something like that so yeah i mean i think that's starting to kind of cross the the risk or the the the, the value there the value isn't there like it was you know a year or two ago when you could legitimately think about getting a first round pick um but yeah i don't think that's a bad idea i mean bobby probably doesn't have a lot of years left uh and i know that i said that like two or three years ago but like we're up against it now like i don't know how long he's going to be a high level player so
0: it's going to be the year 2027 and nathan's going to be like it's time to trade bobby <laughs> wagner his peak return peak value
3: <laughs> man if he's still here in 2027 that'd be awesome like that's great
0: <laughs> wow. oh man um yeah he had,
2: he had heard at the time but i think nathan
1: was absolutely right about that
0: so i, mean, he's,
1: I like knows. how it's always that it's just nathan nathan and i were both saying it yeah. together we just amazing. Nathan.
0: yeah but nathan was more aggressive about it <laughs>
2: Fine Brian, you're right too.
0: So, a lot I'm of these right. it's just we were, we we
1: had the same point of view on that one. We barely yeah, agree, so, right. so it was very memorable to me.
0: <laughs> so, a lot of these Patreon questions were frankly answered throughout the show, but there are a couple more. Um, Jeff, I'll give you this one. Who do you think has the highest ceiling of any front 7 currently playing on the roster? That's a good question.
2: Hi- highest ceiling? Yeah. Probably Jordan Brooks. Huh. Probably Jordan Brooks. Daryl Taylor is just, you don't know. He, he does have a massive ceiling, but I, yeah, I've never seen him play in the NFL. So
0: Is Puna or, even, in the, even in that conversation for you? Puna? Yeah.
2: I think Brooks's ceiling is higher than, uh, significantly higher. Than, I think his talent level. And I think you start to see at the end of the year, I know some of the grading sites didn't agree, but he looked like a, like a, a first-round caliber player. And the Seahawks really haven't had that. I was going on a rant about how bad their drafting's been and they really haven't had a first round hit. And Brooks looks like a guy who actually has legitimate first round talent and that was refreshing to see. I thought you
1: would have said Alton.
3: I see Brooks as much higher ceiling. Hmm. But I think Alton is above Puna or Monet. Yeah, agreed. Yeah.
2: Taylor has technically high ceiling. It's just we don't know what it is. Well, oh, he's a
3: complete unknown. So, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. limitless yeah. ceiling. Yeah,
0: he's Derek's favorite player. John Hurlbut, uh sponsor of the show. Thank you. For, thank you for your longtime support. Asked me. Why won't Evan go to In-N-Out Burger with me when I'm in Phoenix? The answer is I am waiting on my second dose, John, and I DM'd you with that. So uh, check your Twitter DMs. That's a really important Seahawks question. Um, how does J.J. Watts contract negotiations affect Carlos Dunlap? Um not a ton frankly in my opinion yeah it's a re- it's a relative data point but like i don't
3: i kind of disagree like tell
0: me I mean, why tell for me the why. Same reason
3: that you were saying that dunlap's not a guy you want to mess around with on his contract or anything right like he, he things very clearly soured between him the bangles and he pulled all the eject levers he could find yeah and so i just wonder if he's not right whether it's rational or not (laughs) he may look at that jj watt deal and say i'm better than jj watt right now right why wouldn't i why would i not get more than him yeah Um, so i do wonder you know it doesn't always have to make a lot of sense right it's just about how the player interprets it and maybe he seems like a guy that might kind of take a, a hard line on it
0: it's a good argument uh brian or jeff anything to add there nope
3: i think it's
2: more of a reason to keep him
0: that is all we got. We answered like 90% of our questions throughout the show. So sorry, folks.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, I think where we're ending up here is it's kind of surprising. Last year, we spent a ton of time on defensive line of being the number one priority. There were so many good players available in free agency. We spent all this time talking about Jadavian Clowney, who ended up with no sacks at all. And Everson Griffin, who did almost nothing last year and a bunch of these guys. And, um, now, with the moves the Seahawks made, which were not the moves we said that we wanted them to make, we're kind of saying actually they're set up pretty good this year. Yeah, like I don't hear any of you saying if, if they went if they went into the season with the defensive line they've got on the roster right now. I don't think I'm hearing anyone crying foul with that, which is a huge, huge step from
0: where we were last year at being the number one priority position. It, well, it's just incredible how one guy made such. Such a difference. It wasn't just one guy,
1: though. I, mean, I think that's mischaracterized. I thought Dunlap was huge, but Alton Robinson was a big step forward. He played really well.
0: Yes, uh, but the unit-wide performance was not a drastic improvement without Dunlap. I think
1: that's right. I think that's right. But I mean, they were improved. Yeah, I'll give you that. And for as much as I know, we we kind of push each other back and forth uh, about Jaron Reed. Like he did play better with a good player next to him. He did. Like. And he did, he was was not a nothing, you know, in that situation, he, he, he had some contribution there. So, um, he would not be the only defensive tackle that benefits from having a a stud defensive end next to him. Like that, that's, that's kind of one of the things. So anyway, I think that's interesting. Linebacker linebacker is a sneaky one. I, I mean, KJ Wright made a lot of plays for this team last year. He made a lot. Of plays for this team last year he is might have it been the best defensive player on the team that's
0: what i was just about to ask was so, he the best in a single year view of 2020 the 2020 season was he their best defensive player i think he was
1: not i wouldn't say his see like his out like top top level game was the best but if you take his whole contribution across the season i don't think anyone had added more value um, whatever, like that AV or whatever the the metrics are. Average annual, or something. You know, like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought Absolutely. he had the most value that he added to the Seahawks on defense. Anyway, so you're talking about losing your best player on defense, at least from last year. It's just,
2: um, yeah, all if all things were equal and there was no salary cap, bring him back.
3: But the Seahawks have painted themselves in a corner. He's an interesting one, though, in that you can definitely you know make the argument that he was their best defender last year, but. Can you make much of an argument that he was their most impactful defender?
2: No, Dunlap. No.
3: Dunlap, Adams even, right? Yeah. Um Sure. Yeah, I'm like crazy. even Bobby had moments where he flashed and stuff, so.
2: Yeah, and you got to look at this like a stock market. You're not, when you, you guys, I don't know if you guys play, but when you're buying a stock, you're not paying for something that they used to do. You're paying for what they're going to do next and you want return on investment and KJ wants his money. And if you're, are you going to pay million for what KJ is going to do as age 31, age 32. It's probably not a smart investment.
3: And and you did spend a first round pick on Jordan Brooks, and yep. yeah, there's you know sunk cost or whatever, but he, he looks promising. You have uh, Blair coming back, right? Uh, Amadi played huge well, return Amadi.
0: for Blair. So excited about it. Yeah,
3: yeah, so excited, so excited. Uh, but so and you know maybe there's more you can do with Adams and get a little bit more creative with him if you have Blair back. Uh, and, and Amadi, I thought played well. So like if you're just, I, I just don't know that. Like even though he was maybe their their best defender, like i uh, I don't know that he is going to leave a huge gap or is
1: well that's the that's yeah. the thing. I, and we don't have to have that whole conversation over again. I just think it's interesting when we're netting out on this like mm-hmm. letting the best defensive player walk. We're all pretty much in agreement on that on the price. That's a big deal. Keep the defensive line, you know, sign a, a vet. At, at linebacker um, and then see what you get with Brooke Hervin and, and Cody Barton behind them and see if they can rise up and maybe you get an undrafted free agent. Thing think with is young players can have an impact right away. Jordan Brooks had an impact right away. Bobby Wagner as a rookie, KJ Wright as a rookie had impacts right away. So, but you are gambling, you are gambling. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. And what it means is where they're going to have to upgrade and be a better team than they were last year is two things, other positions, which we're, we're not talking about today, or the young players are going to have to take steps forward. Like, you know, you need Alton Robinson to not be a five sack guy, but to be an eight, nine sack guy, you need Daryl Taylor to be not a zero game, zero sack guy, but someone who can actually make a difference. You know, you need Puna Ford to be the guy that he was the last part of the season instead of the guy he was for the beginning of the season. So um, yeah, it's it's just, it'll be interesting. And, And gosh, if Cody Barton could step up and be a legitimate starter, then you're 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 talking about something. So it's all
2: part of that, they're paying Bobby so much money because they're paying Bobby what seventeen million, by far the highest paid linebacker in the league, other than that one outlier contract. This is the Dan. This is the lingering damage of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that is uh that is the the episode tonight, folks. Uh, defensive defensive line, I should say uh, linebacker, and a little bit of Russell Wilson talk. Uh, If you haven't already, sign up over at patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Get in right now to the Slack channel. Uh, A lot of great active conversations going on. I saw people popping up today with, you know, Gabe Jackson and other folks being coming available. Everyone's talking about what's going on free agency. Uh, And you'll get your questions asked and answered on the show. Um, And then subscribe. Click subscribe. Click the little bell. Give us a like if you haven't already. Please, uh, that helps get the show to more people. And uh, we will be back. Is it
0: next week, Evan? Yeah. Because free agency starts on March 17th.
1: Yeah. So we'll be back next week to talk about cornerbacks and safeties. Is that right? Mr. Simmons. Yep. Dana will be back
2: to talk about her favorite position, cornerback and safeties. And Evan's right. So there's one more, we have Wednesdays, the last free agency show. And the Wednesday after that is when free agency opens. So- I'm really
1: looking forward to next week's show. Um, mainly because Dana will be there, uh, but also because cornerback and safety, there's going to be some interesting conversation. Maul Adams, you know, not a straight answer on that guy among this group. And cornerback, there's some really cool choices there. I'm really looking forward to hearing what everyone thinks the team should do. I certainly have my point of view ready to go there. So uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Have a great night. and.